It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Locked On Brewers brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall. Check out the bio there. See everywhere that I'm talking about the game that I love, and that is baseball. But on this podcast, we're talking specifically about the Milwaukee Brewers. So make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast so that you make sure you always get notified when a new podcast is available talking about your Milwaukee Brewers. Also, if you have any suggestions or uh, questions that you would like discussed on the podcast, you can email those in to LockdownBrewers at gmail.com. Appreciate the feedback and the response from all of you on Twitter and both in the emails. Really do appreciate that. We've got a really exciting episode of the podcast today with a lot of moves coming down recently from the Brewers to discuss and to talk about. Um, so excited to get into that and let's just go ahead and jump right in and let's talk about the biggest signing of the week and that is the Brewers bringing back starting pitcher Brett Anderson on a one-year deal worth two and a half million dollars this was reported by Jeff Passan on Tuesday night Uh, it says he can make an addition one additional one million dollars in incentives So could potentially be a three and a half million dollar deal for Brett Anderson. Um, Brett Anderson, obviously a name we've mentioned, you know, several times this offseason just really made too much sense not to happen. One of those deals that just everybody knows is is likely going to, to happen, much like Justin Turner going back to the Dodgers. You really felt like Brett Anderson coming back to the Brewers was most likely going to happen uh, and the Brewers waited out and get him on a very uh, team friendly deal at just two and a half million dollars guaranteed um, that's a really good price for a you know back of the rotation starter somebody that you can depend on and he was he was really good in Milwaukee last year which is why the reunion makes a lot of sense he uh, was four and four over 10 starts had an ERA of uh, 4.21 over 47 innings. So, you know, really solid again for a back of the rotation starter. You will certainly take that. Um, you know, and he's also has some experience, you know, pitching a lot of innings. Just back in 2019, he pitched 176 innings 
for the A's. So I think, you know, he's that type of veteran back-end starter that I've been wanting them to go after all offseason, somebody that's going to help eat some innings, give you some quality innings. But the biggest thing for bringing back Brett Anderson is just because of the improved defense. Um, he's a ground ball pitcher, you know, gets ground balls almost 60% of the time. So, you know, when you got a good defense behind him, it's just going to help him out even more. Same's true for, you know, Adrian Hauser. Uh, he's going to have, you know, a much better season, have a much better, bigger benefit with the defense behind him with Kane back in the center, Colton Wong at second, and Arcia continuing to improve at shortstop. So, again, that's why I really just thought bringing back Anderson made a ton of sense, even more so after the Wong move because I think that's just going to help out Brett Anderson even more and hopefully ha help him have an even bigger year uh, with the Brewers. So really excited to see this signing. I think it's a, a great move by the Brewers. Again, kind of an, an obvious move, but one that needed to happen. I've you know, been saying all offseason that they you know need another veteran starter at the back of the rotation to kind of help some of the younger guys and eat up some of those innings so you know you figure he'll probably fall in somewhere you know in the three four spot in the rotation with Josh Lindblom and Eric Lauer fighting it out for the final spot there so uh, a really again just a really solid signing a really great signing in my opinion for the Brewers one that really needed to happen I'm glad that it happened made a, a ton of sense so I think it's a, a good deal for both sides obviously Anderson you know had some success here in Milwaukee we'll try to you know recapture that again and see if he can put up another good season with the Brewers and help them win an NL Central title which is what we are all hoping for um, the other bit of news and this hasn't been official yet but again it's another one just makes a lot of sense and will likely happen here pretty soon robert murray uh fan sided has uh, reported that travis shaw is in serious talks with the milwaukee brewers and other reporters have come out to say the same so again travis shaw is somebody that we've mentioned as a possibility for third base he wasn't really my top choice i would have rather seen them go with uh, Mikel Franco or Jed Jerko. I think those are likely better options at this point. Uh, we'll see if the Shaw deal is a major league deal or a minor league deal once it gets announced. I would I would assume it's still going to be a major league deal. I mean, because even if you know Shaw's not going to be your starting third baseman, he still would be a very solid bat for the bench and could replace somebody on the bench. So. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it is a major league deal. Obviously, Brewers fans very familiar with Shaw, who was here from 2017 to 2019. Uh, and in you know, those first two years, it was really good for the Brewers, hitting over 30 home runs in 2017 and 2018, respectively. So that's certainly the type of player that the Brewers hope that they're getting. But Shaw hasn't been that type of player um, the last two seasons. So I uh, don't really know exactly what you're going to get from him at this point um, but hopefully again he found some success in Milwaukee before uh, hoping to catch you know lightning in a bottle once again and hope that he can perform to that level he was a 120 WRC plus you know player those two years 
first two years in Milwaukee and almost a four-war player. So, again, if you can get that type of production out of him, then, you know, this is a, a great deal. But I just I, – I don't know exactly, you know, what we're going to get from him at this point. Again, after, you know, back-to-back really tough seasons in 2019 – um, you know, hit just 157 with the Brewers in just 86 games. And then last year with the Blue Jays in 50 games, hit 239, and that was with a 306 Babbitt. So, um, you know, that tells you he was he was lucky and still only hit 239. So um, he, he does bring a lot of, of power to the lineup, which the lineup needs and from the left side. So, you know, those are two big pluses for Shaw. And again, I don't, I'm not, I don't hate the signing. Um, I, he was somebody that was on my radar and somebody that I thought they could be going after. But again, he just wasn't one of my top two or three, even three choices there. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I think it's still a solid, good signing uh, for the Brewers. Somebody, again, like Brett Anderson, that's familiar with Milwaukee uh, and is hoping to come back and uh, reclaim, you know, recapture some of the magic that he had once before here. So, We'll see if that works out. We'll see what happens with um, Travis Shaw and Brett Anderson coming back. Uh, again, we don't know the details on the Shaw contract as of yet, but expecting it, you know, obviously to be a one-year deal, maybe even a minor league deal. Um, but either way, I expect him to be on the opening day roster as the bat is really just needed regardless so we'll see how that works out. But again, I think those are two very solid signings, really like the Brett Anderson signing. And I think the Shaw signing is solid as well. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk about another signing for the Brewers and then talk about uh, the offseason and whether or not the Brewers are finished. And if so, uh, how well they did this past offseason. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors, about 18 the last time that I counted, with a wide variety of flavors. And it's not just your chocolate, chocolate chip, fudge, or cookies and cream. It's a bunch of different flavors from almond toffee to mint. And obviously they have the peanut butter fudge, the dark chocolate raspberries. There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors that you don't normally get in protein bars and something that's going to give you a very unique taste and something that tastes good as well. They're not hard as a rock like a lot of other protein bars with a soft, chewy middle that are easy to get down. It's also very tasty and great for you. Most of them only have about five net carbs. So whether you like to take them before a workout, after workout, or even as a meal replacement in the morning, uh, you can eat them anytime. It's packed with protein. There aren't a lot of carbs involved, so it's a good treat for you to be able to have, and they taste amazing. I can't tell you enough about how good they are, especially for a protein bar. So make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com today. Try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days, it's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. So I worry about the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and hoping they have the parts you need when you can go right over to rockauto.com on your phone, pull up 
uh, pull them up right there on your cell phone, find the make and model of your car, and find the part that you need. There are so many different reasons to maintain your automobile these days, but the biggest one is obviously saving money so that you can spend it on more important things in life. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Just head on over to rockauto.com, right there on your phone, search for the parts you need, order them, have them shipped, sit back, and wait for them to arrive. Use the unique and extensive catalog from rockauto.com. And while you're there, make sure that you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aaron Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest and -and up-and-comers in the game, Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. Speaking of prospects, obviously with spring training coming up, the Brewers are going to have some exciting prospects in camp to watch. I can't wait to see what Garrett Mitchell does. Saw a tweet sent out the other day of him taking batting practice, and uh, that swing just looks amazing. I can't wait to see what he does in camp. So, uh, again, spring training right around the corner. We're going to get a look at some of these guys that we really haven't gotten a chance to see much of uh, in the past year or so with no minor league baseball last year. But uh, jumping back into our conversation on the recent moves from the Brewers, they also acquired another outfielder this week, uh, getting Derek Fisher from the Blue Jays for cash and a player to be named later. Um, this one was a little bit surprising um, to me anyway. I know um, some of you had suggested suggested that perhaps he made sense for the Brewers, but they already kind of have, you know, some guys like this. I mean, he's pretty much Billy McKinney already, um, you know, and like McKinney, Fisher doesn't have any options left. So I don't know exactly what they're going to do uh, with Derek Fisher. Um, I mean, he gives you obviously some some good speed. He makes sense in that regard, uh, but. You know, other than that, I mean, he never really has been able to hit at the big league level. Uh, hit just 226 with the Blue Jays last year in just 16 games. Uh, hit 185 the year before in 57 games. So, I mean, Fisher's not doesn't have much success or any success really in the big leagues. Stern's just taking a flyer on this 27-year-old. Is you know a left-handed bat again? I know they're looking for more left-handed bats um, on the bench. Um, So we'll see. He's likely going to come to camp and compete with McKinney for that uh, backup outfield job. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what he can do again. He's out of minor league options. So if the Brewers don't keep him, then he'll have to be DFA'd uh, as he was from the Blue Jays. So again, just kind of a flyer here. Uh, See what he can do during camp. See if he can show some of the tools that made him a highly touted prospect uh, coming up with the Astros. Uh, I don't have high hopes for it working out, but um, was certainly 
see what happens there. Or I should say, I'm certainly hopeful for Fisher. Would love to see him put it together. I just, I don't really have have anything to go on to say that he is going to turn it around. None of the numbers indicate that there's a huge spike coming for him or anything. And it's not like he's going to be getting uh, everyday playing time with the Brewers. So uh, I don't know. I thought that was a little bit of an interesting one, but I guess just taking a, a flyer on a guy, adding somebody to the outfield mix and see what happens there. Just increasing the competition there for the backup outfield job. Uh, another uh, news item from this past week is that the Brewers announced their new TV rights deal uh, with Fox Sports Wisconsin. Um, they wasn't announced exactly what the total number of years or money was for the contract, uh, but their last deal did pay them $28 million a year. So you would figure that would go up a little bit um, for the Brewers. So uh, that's certainly good news for for the Brewers, for Milwaukee fans, uh, hopefully that will help increase revenue a little bit. Maybe that's what allowed them to go out and sign Branderson, uh, Brett Anderson, but um, no, I'm just kidding there. But uh, hopefully it does incre- increase revenue some, and certainly you know good news. Those TV contracts, you know, other than uh, gate revenue, which we didn't get last year, obviously getting those TV deals is a huge source of income for. Major League Baseball team. So good to see that um, completed, see that deal done, and hopefully that will bring in some much-needed revenue. So I want to just kind of finally uh, finish up this podcast, taking a look back at the offseason. Probably on the next podcast, I'm going to do a deeper dive into the offseason and doing some offseason grades. But I want to hear your thoughts as well on Twitter. If you'll let me know what some of your thoughts on the offseason were and how the Brewers did. Obviously, the Colton Wong signing you know, was the big one. I think that was a very uh, good move, very solid move. Didn't really see it coming, so I didn't know what to think about it in the beginning. I think I think that move is going to be dependent on how Kesson Hira does at first base, so it may take some time to really fully judge how that one works out. On the surface, it it makes a lot of sense because you you fill that first first base void, which was one of the holes coming in the offseason, as we knew, uh, and deepens the lineup a little bit. So um, I think that's a, a solid move. Um, again, the holes coming into the offseason were corner infield, back of the rotation, and then maybe some bullpen depth would be nice. I think the Brewers have done a little bit of all of that. Uh, the Wong signing, obviously, the big one, and the Brett Anderson signing. Um, you know, I think that is probably going to be a little an underrated move uh, from the out from an outsider's perspective. But I think that move is going to go a long way and maybe one of the most impactful on the season. Again, I think it's going to be very meaningful to have starters who can go deep into games that can pitch a lot of innings uh, as we go back to a full 162 game schedule. I think you're going to need a lot of innings, a lot of starters to get through this season. So I think Brett Anderson is going to be huge for the Brewers this coming up season. But uh, overall, I think it was a, a very solid offseason um, for the Brewers. Uh, we'll have to dive into it a little bit further to see what my actual grade will be. And obviously, you know, they were in on some higher profile players, which was nice to see. As fans, we don't always know exactly the extent of that, but at least for Justin Turner's sake, I feel like they were uh, heavily involved in him and were willing to go very deep 
uh, in the discussions on him. So that was great to see. I weren't able to get it done, but overall, I think it was a very you know solid offseason, especially when you consider what other teams in the Central were doing, or rather not doing. I think it was a, a very good offseason. But again, let me know your thoughts on that. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you thought of the this offseason for the Brewers. And like I said, on the next podcast, we'll go into deeper uh, detail there, and I'll give my final grade for the Brewers on this offseason. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Again, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers and email us your questions at LockdownBrewers at gmail.com. And you can follow me at ShortstopBall on Twitter. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.